So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. Thank you for being here, helping you all grow your business, develop your mindset. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, really appreciate you. Listen, um, I would love to hear from you. Can we start the episode off by letting me say that? I know you guys hear from me all the time. I want to hear from you. The best opportunity for us to have a conversation, for me to actually hear from you, is by joining the Mastermind community on Facebook, sixfigurephotography.com forward slash mastermind. It's a free community. It's a free group. Every now and then I actually do behind the scenes recordings of the podcasts live in that group where you'll get access to episodes like a month in advance. Uh, just to give you guys a little tip there, there's uh, some great opportunities there, but it's where I engage with you. And so so if you'd like to join me over there, I would love to hear your voice and engage in the conversation uh, back towards you. You guys, today we have on the, epi uh, on the episode, on the podcast, nah, it all works, uh, Elizabeth Kramer. Now, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Elizabeth. She is a wedding coordinator out in Portland, Oregon. Before that, she was a journalist. Uh, but as a wedding coordinator, there I was there. I was like, oh, yes, this is perfect. Yes, I would love to have a wedding coordinator on the podcast. I have so many questions as as a wedding photographer, uh, and, and even for you, maybe as an event photographer, you may have uh, at least I've got all kinds of ideas on how to how to build value, how to create um, greater relationships, um, how to make connections uh, and and strong um, partnerships with wedding coordinators. And I was like, yes, Elizabeth, come on the podcast. Let's talk about this. I got questions. And so you guys welcome Elizabeth Kramer to the show. How are you, Elizabeth? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah. So you are out in Portland, Oregon, correct? I am. Mm -hmm. Yep. Started my business in Seattle, but I'm originally from Portland and my husband and I moved back here about a year and a half ago. Okay. That's wild. That's awesome. I love it. Now, I guess I'm curious to start, uh, I'm going to get right into it. Even as I was uh, introducing you, you know, I was real close to saying wedding planner, uh, coordinator, <laughs> uh, what are the other terms I get thrown? What else do you get called? Oh, right? I mean, my website is day of coordinator, which I get, you know, if, if, in my opinion, it 
they are both synonyms, but also if you work in the industry, you know how um, different they can be. I have a whole post on my blog um, about what the differences are, in my opinion. So um, I use them interchangeably when I talk to couples in some ways. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, that's one of the things about our industry, right, is it's not super transparent about what everybody does. <laughs> yeah. Well, help, help me to understand. And, and is there any other verbiage between planner, planner, coordinator? Is there anything else? I think the main ones I hear are wedding planner, um, wedding coordinator, uh, and day of coordinator. Okay, um, cool. So what would be the you... difference between a planner and a coordinator? Oh, well, you know, it's funny. Um, when I started my business, I feel like I had such a chip on my shoulder because um, I didn't think of myself as a wedding planner because a wedding planner to me was J-Lo. It was Jennifer Lopez in the movie The Wedding Planner. Uh, and, you know, I'm a card-carrying millennial. I've seen that movie, you know, more times than I like to admit. And uh, that's what I thought it was, was someone with, in her case, a headset and, you know, like some kind of clipboard. Um, and for some reason, I'm sure some type of deep seated, horrible sexism or something. I thought there was like a bad thing, right? Like I'm more than that, I'm a wedding coordinator. Um, and so I, now these days I use them all interchangeably, but in my opinion, a wedding planner, the better term to look for both as a vendor and as a couple is like full scale. So like, um, Full scale is often like you, this is the person that um, you kind of hand your credit card to and they will book vendors for you. Um, they will do a super high level of service as far as like being really, really involved. Um, I am more of the middle. So um, at one, if there's wedding planner at the other and day of coordinator, which I'll get into, I'm kind of in the middle in that I start working with a couple the day that they start, they hire me. Um, but I'm not the person who goes to, if it's, you know, maybe a person wearing a dress, I don't go to dress fittings. Um, I'm not usually involved in budgeting. Um, I'm more of like a stage manager um, or project manager is kind of the way I talk to couples about it. Um, and the other end is a day of coordinator. So even though I call myself that, um, there are tons of people who do great day of coordinating work who don't start until the month or sometimes like a couple of weeks out from a wedding. Um, it may or may not do like the creation of a timeline or corresponding with vendors before a wedding. Um, a lot of that pre-wedding work is what I and other people who maybe build themselves in that middle tier as a coordinator um, do. They, you know, put in the 20, 25 hours before a wedding. Um, some day of coordinators do that, some don't. Um, but like I said, I mean, there's, there's whole resources you can go online and I'm happy to share my story of kind of what I see the difference as being. Um, another big thing is price point, um, which might not matter so much for vendors, but I know is what couples look for. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, I think one of the biggest questions that I hear from photographers is the question of Ben just moved to a new city. Ben just started my business. Ben, uh, there's photographers that already have the relationships formed and established with all these vendors. Ben, the vendors already have their preferred vendor list. They already have photographers that they're working with, right? These are all the, the, the expressions mm -hmm. that get posed. And how, how do I go about actually making this connection? How do I go about providing value to a wedding coordinator in a way that they, you know, just give a rip about me? And now I get to get the definitive answer from you, Elizabeth. <laughs> At least I get <laughs> oh, one boy. person's opinion. Oh. Yeah, so, so I, I want to hear from you in terms of like, wh what? Yeah, what are you looking for from the photography community to that that would allow your yeah that that relationship to kind of be to be let's go with very initially early on just formed, right? Well, it's funny. I'm going to be, I think, both very helpful in answering a question, but also a little subversive in that um, 
I talk to a lot of vendors about this, particularly photographers, um, around this idea of like the wedding planner being a gatekeeper to a couple, right? Um, and so to harken back to JLo, um, you know, there, there definitely are planners um, and often of that scale of like a full-scale planner who perhaps have a preferred vendor list and in some cases only work with certain vendors. Um, and those people, I can completely see why that is so coveted, right? Because if you're good in with that planner, you're going to book a lot more couples. Um, and I definitely work with vendors um, who have relationships like that. I will say for my corner of the universe and also um, kind of the clientele I work with, so couples who are often like myself and my husband, you know, late 20s, mid 30s, um, usually both employed, maybe had a wedding um, somewhere in the neighborhood, like couples that are having weddings in the neighborhood of trying to do 10 to 30,000. That's a huge range, but, you know, kind of couples that are having 100, 120 people weddings. Um, they necessarily aren't going to hire a planner that is super exclusive in that way, right? So. The, this actually, I think, is good news for photographers and other vendors who aren't wedding planners because it means that you, you're, you're, these planners don't have lists that are like full, right? It's not a you can't sit with us mentality. Um, speaking for myself, I have a page on my website that is like people that I refer. Um, I refer, I will refer anyone and I will work with anyone, um, particularly if it's like someone the couple has identified as someone that they, that they really want to work with. Um, the referred page on my website is really just to highlight vendors whom I really think just do a great job. Um, what you'll notice on that list is they also tend to be vendors who are doing something just kind of cool in our industry. Um, it's very important to me to both celebrate and champion the work of people who are trying to move our industry in a more positive, progressive way. And so you'll see that on my um, you'll see that on my website that I have photographers on there, I have florists on there, people who are trying to do something a little bit different. Um, why? So if the question is, you know, how do you provide value? How do you get in front of a coordinator so that they care about you, so they give a rip about you? Um, I would just honestly, like, what's cool about you? What are you doing that's different? I think a lot of times in the wedding industry, it's very easy, particularly when you're starting out. And I know I did this for myself to just kind of fall in line, right? Like we all think we know what a wedding looks like. Um, and I really challenge my fellow vendors to, to really, what does that mean to you? Why do you think that way? Um, and what can you what can you add that's a value here to move our industry forward, um, or just to offer a different voice, a different perspective? And that's what I would highlight. Um, I'm a huge fan of the casual coffee meeting. Um, you know, in our brave new world, that might very well be a Zoom call. Um, but you know, if I get an email from someone who's like, "Hey, I'm starting out," or "Hey, I just relocated," or "Hey, I've been in business for five years, but you know, I'm just interested in talking to new people who do this type of work," um, you know, tell me something that you're doing. Do you maybe donate a portion of your profits to a nonprofit? Um, do you happen to be a vendor of color? Um, do are you LGBTQ identified and working within that community? Um, are you just someone who really just loves? You have the super cool perspective, or you've taken some really cool photos recently. I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I love to hear about that stuff. I consider mm -hmm. vendors my coworkers, and I really love to hear what y'all do because, you know, it's one of the natures of running a small business, particularly in the wedding industry, that we don't have a water cooler. Um, you know, uh, we're very isolated from each other. And so I like to hear what people are doing because I think it's interesting and maybe there's some way that we can help each other. Yeah. Okay. So what I heard you say was essentially... Um, have have a meaningful difference. Have maybe something that um, that that kind of you can cite that you can stand on that that like you said is moving the conversation forward. Is that what is that correct? Definitely. Yeah, I love the concept of having a meaningful difference. Um, one of the books that I read early on in planning my business was The Pumpkin Plan um, by Mike Michalowicz. If he's come up before, um, 
and to completely, <laughs> completely like cut through so many great things that he says, the, the value I took from that book was it's okay to be different, right? Really think about kind of the pumpkin that you can grow um, that is different from maybe what other people offer. Um, and I think often it's much more popular these days. So I know I'm probably not telling people anything they don't know, but I think there's sometimes an aversion to being niche or to talking to a smaller audience. Um, I'm a big believer in that if you provide value to, even if it's a smaller group of people, but you provide real meaning to them, they get you and you get them. Um, and that is better for everyone. It's also better for your, for your bottom line in a lot of cases. So Elizabeth, um, so are you getting like, I mean, do you get a ton of requests? One of the things I think I've heard in the, in the industry is that like wedding coordinators are, are constantly being kind of braided or bugged, you know, to do styled shoots mm-hmm. or contacted by photographers all the time. <laughs> and is that, is that been the case for you? Have you experienced that? No, not really. You know, I mean, again, I, I think it's important to note that if you are, Oh gosh, I don't even know who I'd point to, but let's say big name wedding planner, right? Um, maybe you work in a huge metro area. Um, I imagine those people probably get all the time, right? They probably get requests all the time because they have the million person following on Instagram or um, have been on TV shows or whatever it might be, right? Um, and it's not that you shouldn't aspire to talk to those people. Obviously, those people have great insight to share. There's a reason they're so successful. Um, but I think that there is a huge swath of people who kind of fall in the middle. Um, you know, I mean, speaking for myself, right? Like, I um, it has a lot to do with where I live, right? I live in a in a part of the world that um, you know you're not going to see a ton of. $50,000, weddings, but there's a ton of people who run businesses that maybe they do 18 to 25 weddings in a year. Um, you know, maybe they're, as is in my case, um, they're one person, you know, where we're really small businesses. Um, those people I imagine are anywhere where you live. And I think it's quite easy to find them. Um, and in my opinion, those people are often more willing to have these conversations because, you know, there's just fewer barriers, right? There's, Hmm. there's just opportunity to talk to them because not everybody wants their number. Um, I also think that there is a lot of, at least in the wedding wedding vendor circles that I run in, um, there's a lot of appetite to talk to people who are thinking similarly about, um, just about issues within our industry. Um, so, you know, a couple months ago, I co-hosted an event called Altered in Portland. Um, the purpose you say of the Altered? Event, altered, yeah. Um, and as you know, because I love a pun, A L T A R E D. Um, and the purpose of the event was to create a space for wedding vendors who are thinking about issues such as race and equity, um, mm. who are thinking about LGBTQ rights, who are thinking um, just about how do we better serve couples and love, whatever the form love can be. Um, and I was totally wowed by the response we got. I mean, we, um, me and my fellow co-hosts, um, we put together this event and we, we sold out, you know, in our first year and it was such a cool space to be in. Cause it was 50, 55 wedding vendors all from the Pacific Northwest who gathered there to hear from someone talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, to hear from a photographer who, um, both identifies, um, as an LGBTQ photographer and also serves that community. Um, and to talk to a florist who, is a micro farmer and thinks a lot about sustainability in her work. Um, you know, these are great people to know and we were all able to get together and talk about it and to see how our businesses could help each other. Um, so, you know, just if you're kind of thinking about if they get a lot of requests, they get a request, you maybe need to expand who you're talking to, you know, maybe it's not the person that, um, you know, does a million styled shoots and has a budget of X amount to do them. Um, Maybe it's the person who's up and coming or, you know, the person who's on the second page of Wedding Wire or Yelp or Google, wherever you're looking. Um, 
you know, those people want to, those people are like you, you know, they want to further their business and ideally help couples have a marriage. Yeah. Love that. Um, and so I'm also hearing you say like, well, don't make up the answer before you ask. Cause maybe I think that's what happens too, is we tell ourselves, ah, they're busy. Somebody, they already, they've already, they've already, uh, did a shout out to some other photographer on Instagram, or they already have a, a you know, a, a list of photographers on their website that they, that they, you know, um, recommend or something. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's like, let's not assume that they, uh, that they don't want to talk to you. Uh, let's not assume that. Interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was just going to no, say please. this interview is a great example of that, right? Like, um, <laughs> I reached out to you because I happened to be on another podcast of listener there reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, have you heard of Ben? Um, you know, you should, you should ask him if he can be on a podcast. And so I reached out to you, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yet very well could have gone nowhere which would have been totally fine because I respect your time and respect the audience you're catering to. But, you know, I told you why this would matter to you. I told this why it would matter to your viewers. Um, and now we're having this conversation. So, yeah. you know, this comes from my journalism days, but I think it's always a value to think about like, why will this person that I'm emailing or DMing or reaching out to, why will they care? You know, and that can feel like a really like both an egotistical question, like, why do I think I'm so important? Um, And also kind of it's a vulnerable one because you're like, oh, why do I think I'm so important? Um, But I think be really, be really honest, you know, I mean, show that you have a knowledge of what they do um, and why you are taking the time in their day, whether it's five seconds to read, you know, a message or, you know, five minutes or whatever it might be. you know, why, why can you add value to the work that they're doing? Because clearly they care about the work that they're doing, the people that they serve. And if you present yourself as a, as someone who wants to assist in that, I don't know. I mean, I've never gotten an angry email from someone. I've gotten a lot of no replies, but every once in a while I get a reply like the one I got from you and it's like, okay, cool. Let's see what this can be. Right. So yeah, yeah don't get yeah, in your own this head. Is, this is great, man. This is a great conversation. Yeah. Because you, you clearly <laughs> spelled out to me, you're like, Hey, this is not only what's in it for you, Ben, but what's in it for your audience? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why is mm-hmm. this a value? And then here's some talking points. These are some things that I think we could talk about mm-hmm. that would be a value. This is actually getting into a copywriting conversation, Elizabeth, which is <laughs> really fun. Because, yeah. I love copy. I'm a huge copy buff. I shouldn't say a copy buff, uh, not in that I know everything, but that I like learning is what I should say, oh, just to be clear. Fine. Yeah. Um, and so I think actually, um, I see this all the time with photographers and that there's this kind of thought process or belief that like, well, you know, my work should speak for itself, mm-hmm. you know, just like mm-hmm. I, I, we have a lot of pride in our work as artists, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Art. We like to think Art. really that like, if, well, if someone wants to hire me, then they're going to hire me. If someone wants to use me for a style, should they use me? If someone wants to recommend me, mm-hmm. they'll recommend me. And, um, and so let's even go the route of copywriting for, um, just like for your website, for your, for your leads, you know, it's like, you actually should spell that out. Like what's in it, literally what is in it for your leads? Why would a, why would any couple hire you? And so often photographers are just dropping their pictures on the website and be like, well, this is why. Mm -hmm. And, and that's no better than in the, in the same analogy of you just emailing me and being like, Hey Ben, here's my website. would love to talk. Right. You're, it's like really I mean, well, delete, right? Like, yeah, or, you know, archive. <laughs> yeah, you're asking me to just like jump across the river and like join you on your side and be like, yeah, let's, but let's do it. Yeah, no, totally. it's like you got to guide me. You got to lay it out step by step and and clear. I just don't want to waste your time. You know, yes. I, mean, I think everybody's exactly. time is the most valuable resource we have. And I mean, not not particularly true, but I think as small business owners, like it's it is true, right? You know, because we're not necessarily 
guaranteed a paycheck, right? And so our time in a lot of ways has that extra premium on it. So yeah, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I have wasted plenty of people's time. This is not me saying <laughs> I have it. I waste it all the time. I, I can't tell you how many cold emails I've sent, but I really always try and come from that place of like, you know, how, how do I not waste their time? How do I offer a little value? How do I show that I know who they're trying to talk to? Um, and I know this comes from my writing background and you know, I know I see it in your work too. It's like, we care a lot we care a lot about our viewers and our readers, you know, that that's the audience we're catering to. Um, so if you show any interest in the people I'm trying to help, then sure, please come aboard. I need all the help I can get, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So I, I'd love to hear from, from your perspective of like, um, you know, in terms of making that initial connection, it sounds mm-hmm. like you're looking really um, for to highlight someone who's who's really wanting to move this industry forward, who's wanting to add to the conversation, mm-hmm. um, who's who's got that meaningful difference. And then well, let's maybe fast forward to the actual day itself. Mm-hmm. Like when you imagine some of the or think back on some of the best experiences that you've had with photographers, what are those experiences like? How have they shown up? on a wedding day to, to do their job in such a way that it left an impact on you, you know, like mm-hmm. essentially what I'm getting at is for the people listening, how can they go to their next wedding, their next event that they're going to photograph and not just be a value to the couple, mm-hmm. but to be a value and a service to you. What does mm-hmm. that look like for you? Well, I definitely have lots of thoughts about that. I do also want to take a moment um, that this, term meaningful difference, which I think is awesome to use. I also know how intimidating that could be, you know, particularly Mm. in this moment where, I mean, speaking for myself as a cis white straight person, you know, it's like, how do I be authentic, right? Like, how do I authentically connect um, with either other people in my industry or people outside my industry, other couples? Um, You know, how do I make sure it's not just posturing, right? And so I, I just want to acknowledge that meaningful difference, even if you don't know, right? Even if you're like, like so many of us, like, what do I possibly have to say that anybody cares about? Right. I can't tell you how many times I've had that conversation with myself in my life, let alone in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I, I really, I encourage people to be vulnerable and in, in sharing that, right? Like, Hey, you know, insert wedding planner in your area. Um, I'm so-and-so, you know, I, I either started my business in this time or I've been in business this many years. Um, you know, I really enjoy this. I mean, it can just be about why you do your business because I think we all have an answer for that, right? And it doesn't have to be something as profound as I donate X percentage of money to nonprofits or, um, you know, I went to the super cool inclusive conference. Like that stuff is obviously a goal. And if you have it, you should highlight it. But it's also okay just to talk about like, why do you do this job? Because I've, I, the best wedding vendors I know, which I'm very fortunate to say this is most wedding vendors I know, we're in our industry because we love love. You know, we we love couples. We love supporting love. We love helping give birth to their marriage. Um, that's what keeps you going, right? When you have a 25, you know, wedding summer. Miss those. But, you know, <laughs> when you have that type of work. <laughs> What's that? that? Right. I know. I know. This summer where I have nothing but open Saturdays. Um you know, but that's what keeps us going to the grind because I think anyone who has ever worked a wedding knows that it's a lot of work. You know, it's just a lot of work. They're long hours. They're emotionally challenging. Um, they're just, they're hard. They're physical, particularly if you're a photographer, up, down, crouching in the aisle, out of the aisle. Um, you know, so I think that's what motivates people is like, we, we love couples. We want to help them. We want to celebrate their love. So, you know, I just want to acknowledge that like, 
you might hear meaningful differences as a listener and be like, oh my God, I don't know. You know, I just do this because of that. I really think that sure. still has value, particularly if it comes from a place of why do you do this business? Why do you do it? Um, so I just wanted to acknowledge that as far as the question, yeah, how, uh, well, you know, I can go on about this stuff. Um, as far as the question of how do you show up and do your job and how do you contribute meaningfully on a wedding day? Um, you know, it's funny, like, I, I will be the first person to say that um, I never knew day of coordinating was was a job, right? Um, and so people often kind of tell me like, oh, well, you know, you, every wedding has to have a wedding planner, right? And I think they expect me to jump up and down and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, hire me, hire me. Um, obviously, please do. Booking for 2021. <laughs> um, but also, I, you know, I don't think every wedding has to have a wedding planner. I do think every wedding has a wedding planner. Um, that person might just not know it or not have signed up for it, right? And what I mean when I say that is often what happens if a, if a wedding planner doesn't have a designated cat herder, which is really what I am, um, that role often falls either to the caterer or to the photographer. And I think there are probably a lot of photographers out there shaking their heads up and up, yes and oh, down. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> because I know, I mean, I've seen it, um, not obviously at weddings I work, but at weddings I've attended or just talking to fellow vendors of you as the photographer become the person who, because you had the audacity to create a timeline because you wanted to know when the sunset, um, that, you know, you now know all the answers. Um, so, you know, how can you show up? Um, if there's a wedding planner, work in tandem with that person. You know, I know, um, I really always try and row in the same direction as my fellow vendors. Like our goal should be the couple. Our goal should be allowing the couple to go to their own wedding, to be there with each other, to be present with each other. Um, so, you know, I mean, make that clear how you correspond with the planner, with any vendor that, you know, you're all moving in the same direction. Um, mm -hmm. I know sometimes it can get a little heated, particularly between planners and photographers, because sometimes timings don't align, right? Um, I'm thinking about some weddings I've done in the winter where the sun has set super early, particularly for where I live. Um, and just kind of the flow of events, I'm proposing a timeline that maybe it means that because the couple wants to have photos maybe after their ceremony, those photos are going to happen in the dark. And so I've had to have conversations where the photographer, you know, with their client's interests in mind are saying, hey, you know, we really got to move those photos up. But I have to go back and say, you know, the couple really, they don't want to see each other before the ceremony. We need to honor that. Those conversations are best when we kind of remember who our, what our job is, which is to help the couple. Um, so, you know, it's like anything like, you know, don't be combative, um, be true and honest about what your goal is and what your intentions are. And just know that as a team of vendors, we really are a team. Um, so I think that's the best way you can show up. Um, you know, I, I hope that any wedding you work that has a coordinator or a planner, um, I personally see my job as letting all the other vendors do their job to the best of their abilities. Um, so, you know, hopefully, hopefully you can just take photos and do a really good job at it because, you know, when people are allowed to do what they do best, they shine. Um, yeah. so hopefully it's more about me getting out of your way. <laughs> the wedding day. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I hope, hopefully that helps. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T. 
T.O. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982, and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing, too, is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Do you remember when you started your photography business? Like it was no small feat. It took late nights. It took early mornings. It took the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier? Uh, Our friends at FreshBooks, they have the solution. So FreshBooks is invoicing and accounting software, and it is designed specifically for small business owners, not like massive shops, small business owners. It is simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized. Uh, well, then, uh, for me, it's, it's like the bottom drawer of like my IKEA furniture, but maybe you're like the shoebox kind of person with the crumbled receipts. Either way, with FreshBooks, you create and send professional-looking invoices in like 30 seconds tops, and then you get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is my biggest downfall is that organization for tax time. And here's the best part. With FreshBooks, it grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. There's a 30-day free trial. There's no catch. There's no credit card required. 30 days free. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography and enter six-figure photography. And how did you hear about us? That's the little section there. How did you hear about us? Six-figure photography. You guys, at this point... Let's hop back to the show. Post, how about post wedding? In terms of you know, uh, we uh, we are um, man, we got it easy. It's like in terms of like representing our work. It's like we our job is to create content that mm-hmm. shows what we do, and and you know, for you and for Floris and for for everybody else involved in this um, event it's a bit harder, you know, you've got to go and create that yourself or, mm. or hope that we created and, and, and partner with you in that way. Um, as you think back on your history a little bit, you know, what have some photographers done that have, um, that's really, um, 
helped you a ton to be able to show your work, showcase it. Has there been any ways of that, that photographers have um, approached you with imagery that has just been like, Oh wow, I didn't, that's awesome. Well, one thing that I've seen and I, I feel like is probably common practice for a lot of photographers is, you know, sharing your gallery when it's available. Um, you know, you as photographers produce such a valuable resource and commodity in our industry, which is proof, right? You, you provide proof um, of the wedding that we did together. Um, and, you know, I've always been amazed when photographers will include me on the gallery. Usually it's when they send it to the couple. Um, and if they are proactive and sent to all the vendors, and um, I just think that's so generous because that's really you sharing your work. Um, and I think it's a great opportunity, as I've seen a lot of photographers do, where you can mention, here's everybody else you worked with. Um, please take me. Please give me credit because you deserve that credit. Um, so I think that's always an, a, a, not an easy way because there's a lot of work involved with that, but that is a way that you have the product that you can share. Um, I think you can also pair that with something that I've used to great effect in my own business, which um, for me, I do it the week after a wedding, but you really can do it anytime. Um, but, you know, if I have a wedding on a Saturday, usually the Monday morning after, um, I send an email that I have as a template, but I send it to all of the vendors I worked with. Um, and in that vendor, it's pretty simple. You know, hey, thanks for all your work. Um, as a sign, as a token of appreciation, I wrote your review. And usually what I do is I try and find um, anywhere that that wedding vendor might have a presence. Um, so often that's Yelp or Google My Business, um, sometimes Wedding Wire or the not. Um, and I write them a review on, on all of those platforms. Um, you may hear that. I'm like, oh my God, that takes so much time. It, it doesn't. It really doesn't. It's two or three sentences, copy and paste. Um, you know, obviously I make it true and authentic and real to that person's work. Um, but the yeah. actual time investment is not as much as it may seem. And so in my email to the vendor, um, you know, again, thank you so much for your work as token of my appreciation. And then I link to those reviews. Um, and I follow that up with, um, you know, if you have time and if, you know, if you have any feedback on my, on my um, work, I'm always looking to improve my business. And I link to where I would like them to write me a review. Um, and for me, that's Yelp and Google my business. And I have to say amongst vendors, I get a huge return on that. Um, particularly amongst fellow business owners, because, you know, I scratch my back, you scratch yours. That, yeah. That's not how you say that, but I think people know what I mean. Uh, so that I think, particularly if you're a photographer and you can do that without photos, you can do it with photos, but it's, it's a great way to build up what you do and really have people find you. Um, I mean, most of my leads from couples come from Yelp and Google. Um, so both to build up that pipeline, but you know, it's also just a really nice thing to do, you know, particularly if someone, you know, did a great job at a wedding, like write them a review, you know? So, um, yeah, that would be kind of my post wedding advice. I love that. Yeah. We, we oftentimes talk about reviews from our clients, mm -hmm. but, uh, rarely from the vendor to vendor. Um, I think, well, I clearly think client, client reviews are like the, the God tier, right? Because those are often like the most moving and most wonderful and couples are looking for that. But, um, I think vendors can offer really great reviews too, if only from kind of a like, and I'm always upfront in my review. Hey, I was the wedding coordinator for this wedding where so-and-so worked. Um, here's what struck, struck, struck me about their work. Um, so, you know, it's not grimy, right? And any couple who's reading that can be like, oh, wow, that, okay, that's like a professional and that's what they valued about this person. Yeah. So um, well, I think coming it's at huge. it from I that think way can be really yeah, good. Yeah, it, it provides another perspective because as as someone, I mean, I got married 10 years ago, mm -hmm. almost a dot. And, uh, but yeah, as someone who, who had to hire vendors, like yeah, I'm, I'm wanting that holistic kind of perspective. Even then when I go to buy products uh, nowadays, just about any product, I, I like seeing 
like different people weighing in on the reviews of uh, of a product that I'm buying, not just going to be the actual you know consumer itself, but I'm trying to think of examples of that. Um, well, actually I'm looking over my shoulder right now at my TV <laughs> and there's people who gave reviews about this TV who are like professional TV reviewers. Awesome. <laughs> They're not just consumers, you know, and like, I'm looking for the holistic kind of view of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I totally get that. It's awesome. Where are things at right now with, um, your business and the pandemic in regards to, um, postponements, maybe mm-hmm. less of the question of where things are at. Obviously the answer is they are burning and they are burning in hell. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't want yeah. to make that up. I uh, imagine everything's crumbling. <laughs> the, the, the more specific question perhaps. I have is, um, how are you uh, continuing to create content mm. and engage with your with the vendors that you have relationship with <laughs> in the midst of not having events? Unless, listen, correct me. Are you having events? Um, I, I'm happy to share that. So um, this, it's also, I mean, it's both state by state, but it's also like county by county, right? I think that's kind of a universal, as much as anything can be universal in COVID. Um, so for my part of the world right now in early June, um, you know, for the county that I live in, um, events are not allowed for more than 25 people. Um, Oregon is moving in a direction where, like most places, we have phases, right? So phase one is 25 and under. Um, phase two is 100 and under. So speaking for my work, um, where I do primarily weddings in Oregon and Washington State, um, all of my weddings March through September, um, give or take like one that probably will change, um, have either rescheduled or canceled. Um, I do have weddings on the books for October in this moment um, with the likelihood that most, if not all of those, will have to change their wedding plans in some capacity. Um, As any vendor who is navigating the space knows, change your wedding plans is a really large euphemism for everything from cancel to reschedule, to cut guest count, to have masks, to having um, social distancing in a wedding. Like it's, it's a brave new wild west type of world. Right. Um, so that's how it looks for me. Um, as far as like how I'm providing value. Um, I mean, my two big groups of people that I talk to, you know, are couples and vendors. Um, so first to talk about couples. Um, I mean, this is, because of my journalism background, just because of who I am in the world, um, a main way that I communicate with people and provide values through writing. Um, so as COVID kind of came to my part of the world, I almost immediately, my first impulse was to write about it. Um, it's just kind of how I process things. So, um, on my website, I have created just kind of cause I have time and cause I have things to say, um, a bunch of different resources. Um, I have a running list of anything COVID related that I have found that can help a couple navigate this time. Um, that has since spawned into like, I have articles about, can I get legally married in Oregon? Can I legally have an event in Oregon? Um, articles that, um, you know, it's kind of gross to say, but like are doing very well. (laughs) So, um, and being very well, meaning that people are clicking them. Um, I don't make any money off of them because I don't have paid advertising on my website, but, um, people sign up through my newsletter through them and theoretically it feeds the Google algorithm. Right. But more than that, it's providing value and showing people that, you know, I'm an expert in this space and I have expertise to share. Um, So the takeaway for vendors from that is, and I'm a a huge believer in this, is 
you have something to share as a vendor. I think it's very easy to forget that you are a professional and that you are an expert in what you do. Um, I actually, because I've seen such a need amongst my friends who are vendors, um, you know, people who would tell me like crazy stories or great tips about their work that even as a wedding planner, I didn't know, right? Like there's things photographers do that like I had no idea about, right? And so I started to talk to my friends about like, well, why don't you write about that? Like, why don't you tell people? And so often I met with like, oh, I can't write. Um, I'm a photographer. I take photos. I don't, I I can't write words. Right. Um, And of course we all have different abilities and different skills. um, But I also think that you are fully qualified to tell your own story. Um, So I both really advocate for people just to, to write this stuff down. It can be a total word dump in a document no one sees. Um, And then either talk to people who are in your circle who would help you kind of refine it. Um, Or myself, I mean, I started a ghostwriting service for wedding vendors because I saw so many people who had like really good stories to share, um, not share it. Um, So, you know, if if there's something that you feel called to write to right now, like maybe you've seen, you're getting a lot of the same questions from your couples or from other vendors. um, I'm a big believer and make that into a blog post. You know, I have so many stories on my website that just came because I got kind of tired of answering the same question. And so now I can just link to it. Um, So for what that's worth, that is one thing of value. You brought up something that piqued my curiosity. You mm-hmm. said you started a ghostwriting service. <laughs> Tell yeah. me, so hold on. That is like, hey, that's like reminds me when I'm like talking to someone and like very casually <laughs> in the conversation. They're just like, and then bloop, and you're just like, wait, hold it. Can we go back to that real quick? So tell me more about this. What what is that? Oh well, um, I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward. At the end of the day, um, what I do is um, I have you know a page on my website. It's a Google form. And if you're a wedding vendor, um, you tell me what, what's been popping around your brain. You know, I mean, a lot of times I meet so many wedding vendors who either have like notes on their phone or like emails or just like total brain dumps about like, here's all the things I need to write about, about this, you know, capital B blog that everyone keeps telling me I should run because I run a small business. Um, so it's pretty much just a, an opportunity for you to tell me what that is. And then um, what usually happens is I hop on the, hop on the phone with someone. Um, we kind of sift through that and then I refine it into a list of story ideas um, usually like three to five story ideas um, for stories that I would write that are between 300 to 500 words. So I've written longer, um, send that to the vendor, vendor signs off on it. And then I write the copy. Um, and the idea behind it is the ghost writing part of it is that any story that I write through this service, um, I see as yours. So you publish it, um, you know, wherever makes sense for you. A lot of people have a blog or a, a you know, CMS on their website they can use. Um, so they'll publish it that way, but, um, you don't give me a byline, you don't give me credit. Um, I, I really see it as a way to help vendors, um, tell their stories because I really think one of the best ways we can move our industry in any type of positive way is for more people who are vet wedding vendors to share their, share their expertise. Um, I think that both empowers couples and couples who are empowered make, I think, better choices for themselves and their marriage. Um, but I also think it empowers vendors and makes us feel like less alone and less like we're the crazy person who is super super passionate about this part of the wedding industry. Um, so, you know, obviously it's a paid service, but that's why I started it was because I got so frustrated from talking to wedding vendor friends at weddings who are like, Oh yeah, this crazy thing happened. And this is what I learned from it. And I just wish couples knew, or I just wish vendors knew. And I'd be like, well, how will they know you're not telling them? So that's what I do. I love that. There's, um, you know, a lot of photographers are really trying to, um, show up and provide more Mm -hmm. value to Mm -hmm. their, well, really to their leads too, before totally. like, you know, they even give them money and, and create resources and content. Mm-hmm. And 
And um, so this, if I'm hearing you correctly, this could be a really great opportunity for them, a really great way because, oh man, I hear it. Maybe it's, maybe it's a skill set. Maybe it's time. Surely, you know, limiting beliefs, I, um, I know it always plays a part, mm-hmm. but whatever it may be, I know that photographers are, um, they need to pretty be producing some content mm-hmm. and, and this may be a great opportunity for them. That's awesome. Well, when, I I worked with, well, when I've worked with photographers who do, um, cause I've worked with several, um, who have used these services, um, uh, one big function that seems to help for them. And this, I don't have this problem cause I can't take a photo to save my life, but you know, they have all these beautiful photos and they want a cool way to show it. That isn't just like another, like, um, cookie cutter, here's a wedding I did, which is, there's nothing wrong with that, but you can only publish so many of those on your website before you're like, who is even reading this? <laughs> um, so like I was just working with a photographer a couple weeks ago that we, um, she specifically really wants to target a couple big venues in Portland that she really loves shooting at. So the way that we worked on her articles was tell me as a wedding photographer, what you loved about those venues. Um, and then I was able to use that to create a blog post um, that was really specific about that venue, but really offered her insight and her and her, her intel as a wedding photographer. So it was more than just like, you know, five beautiful things about this place. It was like, I really like this place because they had a lot of options for first look photos. Um, or I really like this place because the lighting was really good at this time. Um, so, you know, it's not a huge, this isn't brain surgery, right? But it does offer an expertise um, that a couple Googling, hey, I want to get married at this type of venue in this type of city, um, will theoretically hit that article and both get the information they need, you know, our first goal. And second, identify this photographer as someone who is an expert on this and maybe someone worth talking to to book for their wedding. Hmm. Yeah. Man, this is awesome. Oh, good. Um, yeah, hope it helps. And I'm always happy to talk to people for free. Um, I, you know, I do both editing. So sometimes people write this stuff and I just edit it for them. But I also, I love stories. So, uh, you know, hit me up on email. I'm always happy to tell you my two cents if that's not clear already. Yeah, no, yeah, I think so. Um, Elizabeth, this is really awesome. I think this is a really eye-opening conversation in regards to, uh, again, just like how, man, how do I... How basic this actually is. <laughs> yeah, when I say though. this, yeah. I just mean like showing up and building partnerships, building relationships, mm-hmm. um, giving value to to another human being mm-hmm. who happens to also be running a business. Thank, thank you. Um, That's a big one. You know. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, and and I think how often we maybe psych ourselves out. We believe. Uh, this narrative that like, well, I've only been in business for one year. There's photographers in my city that have been in business for 10 years. Right. How can I ever make I, it? I don't hold a position here. I, I have no, I have no stance. Um, and um, is that type of, is that something that like, you're like, well, you've only been around for a year. Is that something that you weigh? Mm-hmm. Like when people reach out to me, other vendors reach yeah, out to me. Yeah. You know, just can't, yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, I tend to be of the mindset, um, you know, as of, as of this moment in time, I have done 35 weddings in three years, which, you know, I hesitate to share that number because I think both, I don't want to fixate on numbers because I don't know, I see this a lot with like analytics that we look at our websites or our our own stuff. And, um, I think you can like hyperventilate over numbers, (laughs) but I also share that because I think other vendors will hear that and appreciate that. Like, you know, I am coming from a place of, like I've done weddings, but I think having done all those, 
I mean, I, I really also think that if you've ever worked one single wedding, whether that was worked in a paid capacity or worked the way that I started, which was a couple of friends got married. They asked me if I want to be this thing called a day of coordinator. I had no idea, but you know, they were getting married. I'd help them. Um, so whether it was professional or not professional, if you've worked one single wedding, I don't know, I think you're qualified. You're at least qualified to have an opinion about the hard work that we do. Um, and while you might not have the experience that someone who has done X amount of weddings has, that doesn't necessarily make your opinion less valid. I hope anyone, no matter where you're at in your career, can always have you know, an open mindset to both learn from other vendors um, and also to provide um, advice and knowledge themselves. Um, so no, I, I don't weigh it against people. Um, I weigh it against people if, no matter who they are or where they are, if they immediately think they know it all, right? Um, or you know, think that for some reason, I don't know, that their time is more precious than mine, right? But I think if you're open-hearted and like we talked about earlier, um, really think about how you can provide value to each other. Um, I don't know. Don't discount yourself. I mean, I love talking to people who are like, I don't know, I talk to people all the time who are like, oh, I wanted to plan, I planned my wedding. It turns out I like it. Can I be a wedding planner now? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you definitely can. Let's talk about what that looks like. Um, yeah. So, yeah, to yeah. your point, when when I was bringing up, you know, what are you looking for when someone's looking to build a relationship with you? You didn't tell me you're looking for them having a ton of experience. You said you're looking for a meaningful difference, which, hey, maybe experience is the meaningful difference sure. or, or contributing mm-hmm. factor to it. But maybe it's the fact that you're that you're um, really trying to create a business to represent the unrepresented mm-hmm. and and maybe that and you're in month one of that experience <laughs> totally. but it's still a meaningful difference um and so i yeah i love that and there's tons of room for that i mean like uh, i said yeah. anybody who's paying attention knows that there is more than enough room to represent the unrepresented um and i think there's a lot of great ways you can do that authentically that actually help people um, so if you want to, if you want to get behind that mission, there's plenty of room here. There's, there's yeah. plenty of people getting married. I know in this moment they might not be having gatherings, but they still want to get married. We can still help them. Yeah. Love it. Elizabeth, this has been really awesome. This has been really encouraging eye opening for me. Um, where can people find you online? Um, and, and certainly both, both places, where can they find you online as a wedding coordinator? Where can they also find you online, uh, for that ghostwriting service that you were sharing about? All of it's my website. Um, so really, that's usually easy, easiest. Um, so it's my first name, Elizabeth, with an S, and my last name, Kramer, with a K. So ElizabethKramer.com. Um, you'll see it right on there, but um, that's where you'll find you know, details about the ghostwriting stuff. Um, I have a newsletter, um, which I, both couples and vendors, I, I really only share something when I have something to say, which is like about every two to four weeks, depending. Um, and it's often about something that I'm doing to, to fight what I call the wedding industrial complex and what others call. Um, so, you know, the, my website's best. Um, I am on Instagram. That's Elizabeth Kramer PDX, because believe it or not, someone with my weird spelled names already had at Elizabeth Kramer. Um, but yeah, you're welcome to reach me there. Um, I, I will admit my Instagram, any photographer will look at my Instagram and be like, uh, what is the strategy here? Um, it's kind of just a weird collection of thoughts, but I do check my DMs. So you're welcome to reach me there. Um, oh, you do? Good. <laughs> my, well, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to share a piggyback. I don't want to interrupt, but it's the six <laughs> figure, you know, my, it's just uh, this podcast. It's just run off my personal Instagram, which is just my name, J Ben Hartley. Yeah. But I mostly just DM people. Like I That's post awesome. maybe once every couple months right, when it's right. meaningful I'm there, there and with I'm you. DMing people. <laughs> no, I, I do check it. Um, so there, I mean, my email is all over my website. But again, it's my first name at ElizabethKramer.com um, is 
anyone who has ever emailed me will know I will reply. And honestly, you often can't get rid of me. So, uh, you know, email at your own risk, but you're welcome to contact <laughs> there. I love it. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here. This has been a real treat. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Awesome. Podcast listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today to this conversation with a real life wedding coordinator in the wild. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I think Elizabeth is up to some really uh, incredible things. I'm going to jump on her mailing list and I would encourage you guys to do the same. Listen, uh, we'll talk on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye.